This is Bantam's Banter with Tom and Dom. The official podcast of Bradford City FC. For more information, visit www.bradfordcityfc.co.uk or www.tomanddomshow.co.uk Radioactivity you'll love being exposed to. Back of the net. Well, out come the players for the game versus Gillingham. Referees are spotting a very nice... What colours that? It's like oh, my God. Luminescent orange. They look like stewards in shorts. They do look like stewards. look awful. Those referees look awful. Well, um, I like the city light, light blue uh, girly kit. Very nice. Hey, we always see a different kit every time, don't we? How many keeper kits have we got? Well, they're out. And the squad... Well, we won't go through it, but you'll be surprised to know that Luke Oliver... He's playing up front. Yes, yeah, playing up front. What the chuff is going on there? And new signing, little baby face Lee Hendry. Uh, he's not sleeping with any women. He's no. on the bench today. And he's sober. Well, you'll be glad to know. He's sober and single. Um, is he? Is he single? Mm, yeah, don't hold me to that. Well, we're going to interview him next week, so we probably better not slag him off. Let's give him a chance. Yeah, definitely. It looks like Robbie Williams, so at least he's going to entertain us. <laughs> nice. Well, the shaking hands with Jillers. Are they called Jillers? With Jillers? The Gills. The Gills. Me, my granddad's from Gillingham. You can't make well, up with names. And, uh, well... They're lining up, and they're about to kick off. Oh, no, my God, Dom, I've spotted him. All the the biggest human being in the world. That, oh, number 27, who is he? Akin Fenwa. Oh, my God. Adebayo. He's like the back end of a bus. He actually is. In fact, he's about the quarter of the size of the Seba stand. I used to think that Delroy Facey were massive, but he was nothing compared to that guy. Oh, look at him giving someone a bear hug. He makes Delroy Facey look like Mr Bean. I swear that guy with afros in WWE wrestling. Smackdown! Come on, the Bantams. Hello, everybody. This is Bantams Banter number five. Good day. Hope you're well. Coming up on the Bantams Banter this episode, yes. we've got interviews with Zesh Raymond, Graham Duckworth, the assistant kit manager, who's doing a walk to Lincoln. That's coming up. Yeah. We've got an interview with James Hansen. And we've also got uh, a legend and no legend yep. feature. We've got a competition again, we, yeah. and we're going to be in, we're going to be letting you know the winners of last week's competition. They've already received their prizes. Yeah. They know by we met them at Valley Parade. We're not going to overload you with competitions this week either. We're just going to give you a couple. Just I think last the last podcast we were like competition, competition, competition. I'm like competition podcast rather than city. Um, we're but, also going to be looking at your emails and your yeah. tweets. Thank you for them. As well. And uh, the, the coming up games against Northampton and Rotherham, uh, the, the next two away games we've got. But first, the game that was done, Gillingham at home on uh, oh. Saturday. What a corker. It was a, it was a bit of a roller coaster emotion wise. But what? You know, the last the, the last 10 minutes were an absolute game. You know, the whole game was pretty dire. Really, well, to be it? honest, Gillingham, they hadn't won for no. like over a year away. Away, yeah. Obviously, Bradford City fans immediately think, oh, well, you know what's going to happen. That yeah. record's going to end against us. They're going to break it. You know yeah. what? It didn't. No, it didn't. I we mean, thought it was going to be a bit of a ball draw yeah. towards the end, and it wasn't the most exciting of games. No. But it's worth waiting 90 minutes for nothing. Oh, then that, then that happens. That feeling. Mr. Williams. We are going to be hearing from the game throughout the uh, the podcast this week, so we won't say too much about it. But was absolutely fantastic. Damn what, I mean, I always sing Williams' praises anyway. And for all game, I thought he had an amazing game. And to come and get the winner, that just capped off his performance. And he should have got man at match. Bullock, man at match. 
The, the sponsors obviously just pick who they want to have lunch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet he's a right nice guy, Lee Bullock. Who do I want a picture with? Yeah. Mm. Although I can't see why you'd want your picture with Lee Bullock. Mm. Yeah, that's Levi Root. No, Dom. Look at the substitute's head of Gillingham there. Oh my goodness. What is going on with that haircut? It looks like he's dipped his head in custard. <laughs> no, he's got a, he's got a, a custard stripe down his head, but from the side it looks like one of those Jewish hats. <laughs> yeah. <Does> it? <laughs> I'm a Jewish footballer. Those little paper things. I've got to wear the hat because I'm Jewish. Oh, he's made an error there. Yeah. Big haircut error. Speaking of haircuts, Dom. What? Levi Roots. Oh, yeah, there's a guy on there, team who looks like Levi Roots. This is futile. Hi, this is Joe McCormick. You're listening to Bantam's Banter with Tom and Dom. Welcome back to Banton's Banter, number five, just in case you're confused. I'm so glad Custard Head didn't come on for them, because if Custard Head had scored after us saying that, I'd have been good. But to be honest, Gilling offered nothing up front. They might, they might as well brought Andy Hessenthaler on to try and, you know, get a goal for him, because up front, they just had that big lump back in front and went boom, boom. Oh, Did you notice how, like, um, what's the word, abrupt or angry Andy Hessenthaler was? Yeah. I mean, for starters, he's got a permanent look of anger on his face. Yeah. The second is tiny, so he looks like an angry dwarf. Mm. And third, he's just a, a horrible-looking, like a horrible. He's got a very like weathered face. He's got a horrible demeanour about him. He has, yeah. Like he was shouting, screaming at referee, like jumping up and down like a little monkey. I think he... <laughs> he, he's actually like a little monkey in a suit. He is. I think he's just g- generally a short, angry man anyway. Uh, but the, the thing is, though, they, I, I even can't remember, I can barely remember one of their shots on goal. Actually, uh, they offered little up front, and you know the midfielder, all right. The defence, they were quite stubborn, um, but, but it should have been more than one, one nil, shouldn't it? it? Should have been a two-three niller. You know, uh, Osborne had chance, Evans had chances, and Hendry came on, all changed oh, the whole. Oh he, my! We'll be we, talking we, about Hendry later on in the uh, podcast, yeah, but and we were talking about a spark that Bradford City needed. Bradford oh, yeah. needed it, we're just playing a bit flat and we needed a spark. I think Lee Hendry provided that spark. Oh, he definitely did. I mean, you'll hear one of the clips when he comes on. Me and Dom just get really excited like it, it wasn't, little school kids. But he wasn't outstanding. No, he wasn't. But he made a few quality passes, a couple of good touches. Mm. He looked to be spurring the team on. It was like a bit of energy he brought on, like a persona that came on. And it was like, he just lifted everybody. And everyone was like, yeah, go on. Even, it could have been rubbish. It could have been a Keith, Keith Gillespie of, you know. Because when Gillespie came on and he was a lot of garbage. Gillespie. I can't say his name. Keith Gillespie. I don't know why. It's the easiest name to say ever. Gillespie and he put a through ball in when he came on and then after that you're rubbish but Hendry I we're think it, it's different yeah worryingly though he's got a bit of an open ended contract I believe people are saying suck it and see which is a phrase that immediately <laughs> I think suck what so the actual contract but um, so what does that mean so well it's open ended he could be here for a month it could be until end of month or he could be here for six months it could be until end of season so we could be talking now and he could have left yeah Oh, right, so Sometimes if other clubs come in, um, which is a shame. Mm. But anyway, let's hope that he sticks around for a bit longer. But yeah. Zesh Raymond wasn't included on Saturday, mm. um, but did you know he was the first Pakistani British Asian to start a Premiership match, to play in all four leagues of professional football in England, to play in the FA Cup, to play in the Carling Cup, and to play for and captain Bradford City FC. Now, he's in his second season with the Mighty Bantams, and uh, Tom took a trip down to the 1911 club to speak to Zesh, and to find out the reasons for Bradford's poor start to the season. Now, I must inform you that we spoke to him before the Gillingham game. Yeah. There's not one pinpoint reason, you know. Obviously, there's a lot of, there's a lot of new players, and it does always take a bit of time to gel. 
but you know, obviously it's frustrating for everyone, particularly the fans, because we finished the season off quite strongly, and I think people expected us just to carry on where we left off. But you know, the nature of football is it don't work like that, and unfortunately, it's not quite clicking for whatever reason. Um, you know, there've been a few changes to the side fairly regularly. I think once the manager thinks decides on a settled team, who he thinks is the strongest side, and gives it a bit of time to gel, then I'm hopeful and hoping that we need to turn it around there. Yeah? So you don't think we should be pressing the panic button as yet? I mean, give it a bit more time? Definitely. There's only six games gone. You know, it's a very long season. There's always teams... There's some teams that are right down the bottom and then have a really late surge and go into the playoffs and go up. You know, so after six games, it is very early. But, like I said, I can understand the frustrations of the fans and everyone connected with the club. Now, a bit about yourself, Zesh. You play a big part in the community. Throughout your career, you have done, not especially at Bradford. Is there anything in that role, the part you play in the community, that you can bring onto the pitch in sort of an influential sort of, sort of stance? Yeah, well, that's, you know, from day one when I come here, I've said the most important thing is what happens on the pitch. I'm a footballer first and foremost, and that's always been the case and will always be. Uh, whatever spare time I've had, you know, if I go into the community, whether it's the schools, um, the local community centres or whatever it is, just to spread the word about, about the club, really, and get them youngsters involved. I think the more youngsters can get involved coming to support Bradford rather than going to support a Liverpool or a Man United because in the Premier League, then ultimately will benefit everyone on the pitch because uh, the numbers will increase and hopefully they'll become fans for life. Yeah, so you're all for you know somebody growing up supporting the local team and you know essentially putting money into that team. Well, definitely, you know that that local fan, that fan who could have been on the route to choosing Man U or Liverpool, becomes a fan. He loves the club. You know, he might not be good at football, but it could turn up to be a businessman, invest in the club, rather than going and going down the route of Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal and all that. So, you know, it's uh, it's important, I think, because, you know, clubs like Bradford at the moment in, in League Two at the minute, you know, you need all the support we can get and um, the more numbers that come through, it doesn't matter what age group they are, whether it's youngsters or older fans. In terms of um, you as a person, I mean, you've you were the first ever Pakistani Asian player to play in the Premier Premier League and uh, all all the successive leagues. Do you think that like brings some 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 sort of like unwanted pressure on your shoulders? And do you, does that you know transfer into this pitch at all, or do you, you know how do you cope with that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say pressure. Obviously, I'm aware of the situation that there's uh, one or two British Asians in out of the 92 league clubs, and it's always been other people that have chosen to highlight it. And obviously, it's a great honour being able to say that I've played in all four leagues in England because not many players will, will do that in a No, I mean, it's a brilliant accolade, it really is. I mean, it, 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 I was looking for your stats and it, you think, well, this kind of goes a bit unnoticed, you know, this is quite a big deal, especially from where you're, you know, you're from back in your home country. I mean, it, it's, you know, it is a big deal. Yeah, it is, it is, you know, but I've always just tried to enjoy my football as much as I can, regardless of what club I'm playing for at the time or where I am. And I have to admit, since I've been at Bradford, it's probably the most enjoyable period I've had throughout my career mm. at that club. Obviously, I'm not on the side right now, but in terms of the area where I've settled into and the people at the club, I'm really happy here. Uh, how's the, uh, going back to the club briefly, how's the atmosphere been uh, since Stuart left and Peter Taylor's come in? How's it different uh, to how it was before, um, you know, in a, in a good way or in a bad way? Well, obviously, uh, when Stuart McCall left, it was a, it was a sad time because he's a club legend and he signed me for the club and, you know, I've got, I ain't got a bad word to say about him. He's a top man for me. And, um, you know, it was sad to see him go. But obviously, when Pete Taylor come in, we turned it around a little bit, um, had a good finish to the season. And each manager has their own attributes, their own characteristics. To be fair to the old gaffer, he was, you know, I'd say an inexperienced younger manager. Stuart McCall's got, uh, sorry, Peter Taylor's got a lot of experience. He's been around all the leagues and the international level. Um, from a player's point of view, you need to just, 
you know, just learn what you can from the manager. I wouldn't say there's a massive change in atmosphere because we had a good bunch of lads anyway, and uh, obviously the new managers come in, brought the new players in, and we're in a transitional period, if you like, to gel. Yeah, is it, I, w- I was about to say, is it hard sort of changing the, s- the style you're used to training, uh, even playing to, a, to an extent? Is it hard to try and change that, you know, even after a season, after a short period? Uh, well, as a player, you've got to adapt. You know, I've played at six different clubs, 14 or 15 different managers, and not one of them had the same philosophy in the game as the other. They've all got their own ideas of how they would like the game to be played and what they expect from their players. So it's up to the players to realise what Peter Taylor wants and uh, what the coaching staff want and to try and give them that and to, and to work on it if it ain't quite going right as at the moment. Have you found it hard growing up uh, in a society full of stigmatisms around Asian communities and stuff? Have you decided to try and, you know, ignore it and, you know, get on with it? Well, it's, it's definitely not helped, you know, I'm not going to lie. I've experienced racism playing at Sunday League level and even up to 16, 17, 18, I've definitely experienced racism. But I think you have a choice of how you choose to deal with it. You know, you can have a fold and crumble and, and just go into a shell and run away from the game where you can be a bit strong ignore it and try and deal with it the best you can but in terms of my background it certainly didn't help you know being told at the age of 10 that being from an Asian background I won't make it because of my diet scared of the weather I'm not going to be strong enough assuming that you like cricket more so who was if you don't mind who, who, who said this to you I mean at the time well this was a scout at the age of 10 Jeez, and at the age of 10 as well, this is going to have, an, you know, it's a very impressionable age, isn't it? It's going to have a long-lasting effect. Yeah, but it was from the age of 10 when I was told that, I chose to basically work as hard as I can yeah. to prove this one man wrong. And it made me realise that I'm going to be up you know, against a lot of obstacles and hurdles and barriers because automatically a scout that comes to watch would have had these three or four uh, misconceptions in his head right away. So, you know, he's not watching you on a level playing field. So I had to be twice as good, three times as good as the other kids just to get onto that level playing field. If you want to contact us here on Bantam's Banter, there are many ways to do so. You can email bantamsbanter at live.co.uk. You can visit our website www.tomandomshow.co.uk. Or you can get in touch with us via the official message board on the Bradford City FC website. Lewis Hunt, I was just saying to Tom, is the worst player I've ever seen. And then he received a fantastic ball onto the right wing. And then he goes to cross it and he balloons it into, I don't know, street behind Symphony Stand. <laughs> Symphony Stand, they haven't been called that for a while. Yeah, and that's it. East End. East What's end. it called? East End. The East. Oh no, that's the East End over there. Yeah, that's the East Bradford End. end. Bradford End. Um, yeah, that ball nearly hit the Abundant Life Centre. <laughs> They'll be thankful of that. Yeah, well. The Lord has given us balls. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Bantam's Banter number five with Tom and Dom. It was a good good lad with Zesh. Very good interview that he enjoyed it. Uh, very down to earth as well. And he, he's, he's so in touch. He is really in touch in like charity and the community and stuff like that. And he's, he's releasing, we'll be speaking more about it next week, but he's up. He's starting this new Zesh Raymond Foundation, which we details uh, in podcast number six, hopefully. I mean, a question that I would have liked to have heard you ask yeah. is, okay, you're the first British Asian to uh, play in the Premier League hmm. and the first British Asian to play in all four yeah played in all, all tiers yeah 
So how come you've like come down? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're supposed to you go in the other way rather than down. I think it's just natural progression. I think at the time there were, were the clubs available. But I mean, what do you think of Zesh? Email us yeah. phantomsbanter at live.co.uk. I mean, we've heard a few fans shouting stuff out, you know, saying it's a publicity stunt and all that. Mm, yeah, I've what do you that. think? Email us or tweet us Tom and Dom at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry. always forget. Bantams Banter at live.co.uk or you can tweet us, just search Bantams Banter on Twitter. Now, speaking of Twitter, Twitter, we have, we've had some tweets this week. Thank you for your tweets. We always appreciate a good tweet. Um, and guess what? Sally, you get a mention. Hey, I'm Sally. Hello, Sally. <laughs> She's put, you, uh, you never know, we might win the title and I'm presuming that, uh, that's in reply uh, to, to something we've put to her. No, we, so we put uh, the picture on of us with the league, the league trophy. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. So, Sally, this is your mention. Hey, I'm Sally. Sally. I imagine that's what you sound like. I don't know why. Because you've got Sally. Or it could be Sally Gunnell. Sally Gunnell. Yeah, you never know. Anyway, still to come on Bantam's Banter, uh, we're going to be doing the legend and no legend feature. We're going to be mentioning this week's competition. And we're also on the hunt for somebody to challenge for the banter mind that's all coming up soon we've also got an interview with james hansen that's all coming up on bantam's banter number five dangerous keith wildman has just tweeted an interesting point that the fans seem to be insisting on getting it forward as quickly as possible but they also criticize the long ball yeah so how, how quickly do they think we can get it forward? I mean, who's our fastest player on the pitch at the moment? Luke then, O'Brien? Probably, yeah. And then when it comes back, they go, boo! So, yeah, good point, Keith. Keep up the good work. Thanks for listening. Uh, other tweets, then. We've had one from Dunk75. says, enjoyed the interview with Terry Dolan last week. He was a cracking manager. Now can you do Lee Hendry? Uh, yes, Dunk, we'll okay. do our best. We'll endeavour to do that. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Steve McHaven. No, 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 that's a competition. Oh, it is, sorry. Uh, another guy's put, great show, guys. Downloaded them all and listened to them on my MP3 player when driving. Drives my other half mad, but hey-ho, keep up the good work. Hey, what? He drives her mad? Eh? Who is this? Dave Parker? Who is this woman? And we're assuming In building. It, and we're assuming it is a woman. We need, we need to be more female-orientated. We need to talk about ribbons or clouds, babies, maybe. Uh, how, what can we talk about that's female-orientated? Barbara's Corner. Barbara, yeah. Barbara and Betty's Corner. Barbara and Betty's Bantam's Bantam. Oh, the pies were hot this week, Barbara. Did you have a meeting? Well, okay, well, we'll try and appeal to that female yeah. audience. We'll try We'll try and... We'll talk about Clara and Amber bras and underwear. <laughs> we'll talk about girls' magazines yeah. and potpourri. <laughs> yeah, potpourri. And shoes and handbags. Does your mum still have potpourri in a bathroom? No. My mum does. She needs to get rid of it. Tell you what, it'd be a fine thing if my mum put potpourri in her bathroom, I tells you. <laughs> Uh, competition winners coming up very yeah. shortly indeed that's coming up on this Bantam's Banter number five yeah hope you're enjoying listening <laughs> <laughs> thanks for downloading anyway I mean the downloads are really increasing uh, I think we've, we're, we're hitting nearly 2,000 and we're gonna we should think of something Dom to do when we hit 2,000 downloads to celebrate we'll do the show wearing full Bradford City kit and we're talking like socks shin shorts. pads yeah, shin and tie ups on the socks <laughs> yeah we'll do that yeah that's that's there yeah, when it reached uh, 2000 we're not that far off no we're not oh god I want to buy a kit in fact I'm pretty sure we might have already passed it but anyway I ain't got a city kit we'll say 3000 3000 downloads and we'll do that yeah. so I did want to mention which is slightly football orientated my wife yeah 
She's yep. got this friend who's really into psychics and spirits and stuff like that. Goes to see tarot card readers, believes it all. She she rang Susie and said, "Oh my god, I've just turned the torch on and a picture of a man appeared." And she was like, "I'm so scared, I'm so scared." And Susie said, "Oh, well, come round, come round." Uh, so I thought. Oh, like it must like the torch bit must look like a face. You know, sometimes yeah. when you put a torch yeah, a on bit of reflection or summer. So yeah. she came round and like she put it on on her tooth and go, oh my god! So I thought, oh my god, it must be like really like a guy. I wonder what's going on. And Emily, she'd spoken to her sister and said, and her sister had said, ask him what he wants. <laughs> so I went into the kitchen and I, I was messing around with torch and I put it on. It was a picture of Lionel Messi. It was a novelty torch. <laughs> How ridiculous! It's just this girl's running around Otley wondering why Lionel Messi's following around in the form of a torch, mm-hmm. asking what he wants. I want some crumpets, some paella, paella. <laughs> some crumpets? Are you absolutely nuts? Um, competition winners, then. Let's move on to those competition winners. Oh yeah. Uh, first of all, Darren Slater was the Nugget winner. He was. For those of you that don't know what the Nugget competition is, me and Tom put a chicken nugget under your seat if you send us your details. We need, yeah, we need seat numbers. We'll talk more about it when we're doing the competition, but this week's winner, or last week's winner, Darren Slater, he won, uh, should have his signed programme. I chose to have a signed Wayne Jacobs testimonial programme that's signed by the Bradford City team and the Bolton team. So well done to you, Darren Slater. Who was the winner of the other competition? Uh, oh, for the, for yeah. The signed foot. It send us in your best memory. It was the most City. memorable memories. Neil? Rich, Neil? Richard? Richard. Richard. I've got Richard Dawkins in my head for some reason. He definitely I'm didn't win the competition. Richard Dawkins, but yeah. Uh, Richard, well done. You won assigned at Bradford City Football. So, well done, guys. You're the competition's winners. Um, we'll be discussing uh, next week's competition after this. So, uh, that guy from Big Brothers here, I didn't watch it, but he's, and I saw him going in, I watched it, and he's got a massive Nose. eyebrow. Oh, eyebrow, yeah. <laughs> One eyebrow. He's called Nathan. He's, uh, um, yeah, he, he was in this year's Big Brother. He's proper. Like, he's pissed. Oh, it will be. Pissed. But why has he come to a Bradford City game? He doesn't even like football. Completely. You, you watched it too much. And I tell you what, I bet he's, play, I bet he's paid for his mates to come in sweet and a five grand or whatever he got from Big Brother. Hey. Anyway, you know what? Like when an opposition player slips. You know what? I don't even want to give this guy airtime, so we'll shut up. Yeah, pluck your eyebrows, you. Dom. <laughs> <laughs> we could have we'll, kept that. initial we'll, said we'll, that. We'll bleep it. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Welcome back to Bannon's Banner number five, and we did bleep it. Do we dare say what I said? No, you'll never find out. It's like if you rank your swear words, it's definitely number one or number two. Yeah. Um, so competition, Dom. The Bantam Nugget, last week's one, as you, as you mentioned, Darren Slater. Now, we want your seat numbers, uh, stands and blocks. So we want block, stand, seat number. So Roll. that before the game, we can go and put the nugget under your chair, and yep. then you can win a prize. We made the mistake of saying what the prize might be last week. What we'll do is, you'll win the prize, then we'll tell you what it might be. Yeah. Because I've got like a big box full of city memorabilia, so we'll list it for you, yeah. and then you can choose. It's like a, a lucky dip. Yeah, oh, yeah. They could. You could just bring a big bag. Oh, no, I'm not bringing a couple <laughs> bag full of city memorabilia. Someone think I'm being not Rob. <laughs> the half the contents of your garage. So it's like a lucky dip. So yeah, seat number row, as much information. That's all you need to do. Tweeters, emailers, and you know the details, and you will win the golden nugget and the prize. You will indeedy. Well, still to come on Bantam's Banter then, they've got that James Hansen. <laughs> interview and um, we're also going to be discussing banter mind we're going to be looking ahead at future fixtures 
and we've also got plenty more of those live clips for you. Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, on, now, on New Year's Day, lifelong Bradford fan and now club kit manager Graham Duckworth will arrive at Lincoln City's Sinsel Bank Stadium to complete his usual duties with the Bantam's first team. But rather than travelling the squad, Graham will be walking, yes, walking, Dom, 73 miles between Bradford's Windows Stadium and Sinsel Bank to raise money for the Bradford Burns unit. What's more, he hopes to completely walk within 24 hours. This is amazing. Oh, my God. What type of nut has it offered to do it with him? I've done a few things for charity before. Um, Martin's house for the, the Jane Thompson run in York. Okay. And I've worked through for the Burns unit. And, obviously, hopefully this will be the last time I play Lincoln in this league. So, obviously, because they were the team that played in the fire, I think it's a good thing to do. It uh, is. It's. A, I mean, it's a fantastic cause you're doing it for. You say you're doing it for the Burns unit. Yeah. Um, can you just uh, tell us a little bit about what, what the journey might involve? Well, we're setting off um, from Valley Parade at 2 o'clock on New Year's Eve. And um, I've got a map, so it keeps us off the motorways, obviously, because we're not allowed on there. Long way around. Um, long way around, yeah. And, we're, and I've got to inform the police of the various counties because of the New Year's Eve situation. OK. Um, but it's, it's averaging about three and a half, four mile an hour. To get us there in 24 hours. Wow, 24 hours. I mean, I feel for you. Yeah, I ran to York and I did it over two days and it took me about three three or four hours per day. But I mean, to, to walk 73 miles in just one day, got to be a fit guy. Do you keep yourself fit? People say that when they look at me here. But I used to be in the army, so I think I'm quite fit. Oh, um, nice, well prepared. I've put my mind to um, I do, so. And that's the main thing. But if you do it over two or three days, it, it, it loses appeal a bit because you can walk for a day, you can live in a hotel then for a night time. Well, that's what I did. So, yeah. th- th- thanks for taking all my glory away. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I didn't mean that. But so, the idea you make it, the, the better it is. That, oh, exactly, know. yeah. And, the, and the, yeah, the more, the more reason people have to sponsor you as well. Yeah. Um, not only are you looking for sponsors, which we'll talk about in a second, but you're also looking for people to come and join you on the walk, is that right? Yeah, well... Because it's in its early days, because it's three and a half months away, I do believe. Yeah. Um, I've been walking for the last, because um, I did the, the York run in August, I've been walking to work every day, which is four or five mile. Um, but I'm after um, people that can help me organise it, for a start. Okay. Um, I mean, the club are standing by me, because obviously it's a club charity. And I'm also after people who want to come and walk with me, no matter how small. I mean, it could be a mile, it could be two miles, it could be the whole distance. Um, I've got one lad who's interested in walking the whole distance with me at this moment in time. Oh, that's good. And um, Tell you what, we'll do it. Me and Tom, who do the Bantam's Bantam podcast, we'll come down and walk a bit with you. Yeah, that's no problem whatsoever. Absolutely, we'll do it. We'll do a good couple of miles. And I've got a torn cruciate ligament and tendinitis. <laughs> and I'll still do it. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. You know, like I say, I mean, if you just walk a yard, you know, it, it's good enough, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's, it's like donations, you know, a penny. It, it, it's something, it's better than nothing. Exactly, and if people want to donate, how can they do that? At, at the moment, they can go onto um, the Bradford City website and we've got a Just Giving site for, okay. that says Lincoln Walk, so it goes actually straight to the, um, the Burns Unit charity rather than any complications, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, but at future dates, I'm hoping to have a... I haven't spoke to the chairman yet. I'm hoping to have a, a, a bucket collection at one of the home games for it. Oh, brilliant. And um, obviously we'll have sponsor forms as well. Well, we'll mention it for you as much as we can on the podcast. That'd uh, be great. Try, try and get you a bit of, bit of funding. And uh, we'll also get Barry Wood, get him to get his wallet out. Oh, Barry, Barry will sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Barry should be joining you. Oh, no, no. I, I, I don't think he will because it's New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, he'll be out <laughs> drinking. And we're playing. One of us has got to do the work the next day. <laughs> hey, he's not going to start cracking whip as soon as you get to Lincoln, is he? Oh, it does already, so, you know, it keeps reminding me already. 
Do you need some personalised t-shirts, some personalised workwear, some school leavers hoodies, t-shirts or polos? Well, Banana Moon can offer you that and much, much more. They are the official sponsors of the Bantams Banter podcast and they can offer you everything in the way of personalised clothing, hats, bags and a lot. You need to visit their website www.bananamoon.co.uk or you can give them a call on 01924 420022. They are lifelong Bradford City FC supporters and they also download the Phantoms Banter podcast as well as sponsoring it. If you quote City Gent, then you can receive a free Molder Monkey t-shirt with your order. So that's Banana Moon for all of your personalised clothing needs. Well, he's on. Brad- he's on. Bradford's Lionel Messi's on. <laughs> Lee Hendry. I can't believe he's playing for City. I'm so ch- I'm so excited right now. Oh, yeah, I am. I am. It's like a bit of exciting. It's class. Oh, he's brilliant. I think he'll do really well. I don't think there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. He's just playing in midfield, you know. Easy does it. Come on, Eliza. What's can we give? Let's give him a nickname. Uh, Henders. Henders. Go on, Henders. This is Bantam's Banter, number five. Don't forget, if you're a fan of the City Gent, you'll know who Mike Harrison is, then you need to get in touch with us if you'd like to take him on yeah. in Bantamind. Bantamind. You go head-to-head with Mike in a, in a Bradford City-related quiz-off. Yeah, you will. Uh, contact us, bantamsbanter at live.co.uk or find us on Twitter if you'd like to get involved with that. Do you think so, it, it'd be tough, won't it? Yeah, Graham. Oh, Top guy, yeah, yeah, walking all that way. I, couldn't, I, I thought he were doing it like over a period, but 24 hours on New Year's Eve as well. He's going to encounter a lot of drunkards. Oh, what are you doing? I'm walking to Lincoln. Shut up. Have him. <laughs> and he's not allowed on motorways either, so he's got to go the long way round. So, so thanks for putting us forward there to join him, Don. But, you know, for a good cause, I'm up for it. Even if, like you said, it's a yard. I'll just turn up, do a yard and drive home. So what do you reckon to, uh, in the papers... Peter Taylor saying that James Hansen needs a couple of kicks up the backside. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, he's got a body imbalance at the gym. What? He's made himself unbalanced. Does that mean like he's just been lifting weights with one arm? He's got <laughs> one big arm. Or at least he said, "Yeah, uh, James, one of your arms is bigger than another." Or oh, I've been pumping iron in gym. And his leg. Yeah, pumping iron. What? On in bed with your laptop. On in dirty. <laughs> or he's in his right leg and he's just walking in circles because one leg's stronger than the other. I don't know. I mean, I, I think Lewis Hunt's got that problem. He probably has. I think he's a good player. He's Anson. He's, he's definitely division, you know, League Two material, and he's one. I think he's one of our better centre forwards. How many goals did he score last season? You know, 12, that, 12. exactly. It wasn't by luck, was it? You know, he scored that many. So give him a chance, Taylor. So yeah, nice guy. But we'll we'll, we'll try and um, we'll try and. Do a bit of the walking, Dom. Well, it's that time of the show where we discuss yes. your Bradford City legend and your Bradford City not-so-legend. Well, we've, oh, we've got a classic legend. We'll, we'll start with the legend, shall we? This week's legend is, drumroll please, <laughs> Fatty Folk. <laughs> That's right, William Henry Fatty Folk. Um, born 12th of April 1874 and he died on the 1st of May 1916. He was a professional cricketer and football player in England in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Folk was renowned for his great size. He was 6 foot 4 and weighed 24 stone (laughs) at the end of his career. God. I know. That's amazing. 
Uh, he played four first-class matches for Derbyshire County Cricket Club in 1900, but is remembered primarily for his goalkeeping skills playing for Sheffield United, Chelsea and Bradford City. He won one international cap for England as well in 1897 against Wales. Now, he had 299 claps for Sheffield United, 34 for Chelsea and 22 for Bradford City. And did you know that it was Chelsea's captain? That's good, isn't it? That's really good. I mean, I th- the reason I think the reason we picked him out as a legend is a lot of people remember him for ending his career at Bradford, weren't they? Because he was so big at that point. Yeah, when he, he was massive. He was absolutely huge. Hence his name, nickname, Fatty, Fatty Fox. Now, he was a great crowd puller wherever he played, and Chelsea exploited this. Um, to draw even more attention to his size, they placed two small boys behind his goal in an effort to distract the opposition even more, you know. They put two kids yeah. back there to make him seem massive. And the boys would sometimes run and pick up the ball when it went behind when it went out of play and um, quite by accident that's how go. ball boys were found there you go you learn something new you every do. week so on Batman's Banter that's where ball boys came from that's weird you'd you think if someone had thought of that as a, is it almost like a job mm. go, but uh, accidental so yeah he stayed at Chelsea for only one season uh, before moving to his final club the mighty Banter yes. Bradford City now uh, Falk died in 1916 uh, and his death death certificate says that he died of psoriasis um, but stories that he caught pneumonia while earning money at the Beat the Goalie booth in Blackpool <laughs> seem to be without foundation. That's some story, isn't it? That he died. Ended his career there at the Beat the Goalie booth in Blackpool. He, he was 42 when he died. Mm. Now, a bit of trivia about Fatty Folk for you. Um, who Ate All the Pies is said to have originally been about Fatty Folk. Right. Um, Folk's portrait appeared on the front cover of the 1902 FA Cup final. And he's quoted as saying, you can call me anything you want, but don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> and also said, he doesn't care how much they charge him, so long as they don't charge him too much for his dinner. So obviously, a guy much like yourself, Tom. Yeah, he exactly. Liked, uh, he liked uh, a bit of food. He's anyway, grilled. coming up after the next clip is uh, going to be your not-so-legend, which is going to be remaining a surprise. And we're also going to have that interview with James Hansen. <laughs> Leon Osborne has just been ploughed into the barrier by uh, their captain. Oh my God, and he went with a right foot. He looked a bit dizzy. He's, he had a big, he's had a knock on head. Honestly, that is dangerous. The referee, referee's got to send him off for that, surely. There's no joking about there. That is very dangerous with, with the Oh God, he's barricades. He's spitting he out, even book him. He's spitting out bloody Osborne. I'll tell you what, Barry Fuller, full of shit, more like. <laughs> Again. I apologise now for the expletive. Uh, so, the not-so-legend. Yes. Who is it this week? Who is going to feel the wrath of Bantam's banter? Who is going to be deducted, <laughs> relegated to the Bantam's banter dungeon of disgrace? Gus Ullenbeek. Gus Ullenbeek! Yes. Do you remember it? How random were Gus Ullenbeek? He was a right-back, as we all know. Now, the most amazing thing about Gus Ullenbeek, he started his career at Ajax. Really? And it ended his career at Halifax Town. <laughs> well played, lad. I know. So that's a bit of a rollercoaster ride right there. Uh, grew up in Amsterdam, like he said. Spent more than a decade in English football. And he was eventually released by Halifax in 2006-2007. He's not playing anymore. He's hence retired. Um, he was pretty fast, wasn't he, Gus? He, was, he, he wasn't a bad little player, I remember really. he scored a goal like, against Rotherham or something. Yeah. And, like, what a memory, it was yeah. goal, And he ran all the way around the pitch holding his mm. ear. He scored one goal for brilliant memory, Dom. One goal for City, and that was against Rotherham. Uh, but amazingly, he had an amazing record. Well, nearly as good a record when he was younger at Halifax Town. He only had thirty appearances at Halifax younger Town. Younger at Halifax Town. No, so uh, older. Older, sorry. Um, 
He, only, he had 30 appearances at Halifax Town and he scored three goals in 30 appearances. Well, I think, I think uh, so he, only, he was playing in defence as centre half, and I think that's a brilliant sort of. Uh, what, one goal accolade. every 10 games. Oh, yeah, it's fabulous. What a player. For a defender? That's really good. I, I always remember I had my shirt signed by him once and he writes, Be lucky from Gus Olympic. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, not long after that autograph, I did snap my cruciate ligament <laughs> yeah. for the first time and uh, also sat on my glasses. <laughs> Thanks, Gus. Anyway, it's that time. It's time for the James Hansen interview. Q sheet, please. Q sheet, please. James Hansen has been plying his trade as a pro footballer for over a season now and still loves every minute of it, obviously. Uh, um, I caught with him, uh, the former shell stacker, to see if he can explain the recent loss of form and what it's like to go from co-op to pro goal scorer. Jimmy Hansen, I've just heard someone call you. Is that, is that your nickname? Nah, no, it's not. It's got a bit Jimmy Hansen. He's just having a bit of banter with me. Oh, all right, fair enough. Banter's banter. Uh, so, first question, what the chuff is going on at the moment? I mean, is there anything you can put your finger on, James? Not particularly. I just think uh, maybe the gaffer hasn't really had a settled side, you know, due to injuries and suspensions and all sorts. So, obviously, it's been, like, a lot of changes each week and I don't think everyone's settled, you know, as a side, but... I think to make his job easier, you know, if everyone can get fit and keep fit, then he can pick whatever, you know, side he's going on form, basically. And obviously the loss of form as well, none of us have really, you know, played well and said, oh, that's my shirt. So I think we all need to really pull together and, you know, get yeah, some results. I suppose it's difficult, you know, when there's a, you know, everyone's like this, 17 people playing average it's hard to pick up 11 you know the best 11 out of there if they're all playing similar is it should we, be, should we be panicking now or you know is it you know is it a time to start panicking I mean we're only five games in but you know the, the stats don't lie uh, yeah at the same time I can understand where you know the fans are coming from because I don't even think we've played once well all you know apart from the cup games so you know I think if we were creating chances you know then the fans could maybe think well once we start taking them we'll be winning games but I think like early on in the season, I think if you're looking at Christmas and we'd be like nine points off top, then we wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be all that bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. But obviously at the moment it's nine points and the gap, you know, is pulling away at the moment. Yeah. So we need to start really picking up and making sure we're in around that top ten by Christmas. A bit about your teammates, in particular uh, Chib, Chilaka and Sayers. Coming from like a non-league, semi-pro, I mean, you could say sort of football side, how's the transition been, especially for you three? And, you know coming into sort of professional football so quickly it seems. I think it's just um, like every game like you do you know you just thrive on it you know from coming from so low and you know the tendencies you've been playing at and the pitches you know to come into grounds like this and playing you know you thrive on that and um, I think you know both of them will do well with the full-time training as well so I don't know and the situation with Chipper right, yeah, but obviously yeah. I know he's scored Tuesday or something yeah, so he'll have yeah. done himself with you know, no harm for the contract but I think if he can get fit like which I think is that was the you know the question in my you know whether he could get fit but um, obviously with the training full time every day then you know hopefully he'll be sharper and you know he'll start providing competition. So the, I'm presuming the laughs and the banner and stuff in the team are very much similar to Sunday League you know amateur football. Yeah, they're all the same. Like I, I go yeah. watch my mates, you know, still echoing the the same banter you know everywhere you go yeah. really and. Um, but it's good that everyone's, you know, still upbeat about it, even though the poor starts at season. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, we'll turn it around with a win on Saturday. This is the Leon Osborne show. It could oh, be off here. It, it could be it off. Leon Osborne's just kneed uh, Barry Fuller in the head. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. He went in for the tackle, but the knee definitely connected. It's calmed down a bit. I think it could be just on the yellow card, this. 
It's the Leon Osborne. To be, to be fair, well played. I love him for that. I, I love him for that. For showing a bit of passion. It's the Leon Osborne show. If you're getting kicked, kick him back harder. Good lad, Leon Osborne, you've gone up ten notches. <laughs> ten points for Gryffindor. Is, have you got like a, a notch scale on your team rating? Yeah, on my, on my bedpost. I rate <laughs> City players. <laughs> <laughs> That's always when you get married. You just rate City players on your notches. <laughs> yeah, boo ref. Boo. There have obviously been a few exchange words between Osborne and the Gillingham captain. Barry Fuller. I wonder what they said. Your I wonder if it were like when Zinedine Zidane said that thing to, to what's oh, it called? Matarazz uh, Marco Matarazzi's. Marco yeah. Matarazzi said, yeah. World Cup final. But um, it's weird, isn't it? Because like Yorkshire stuff, when you <laughs> say it, it's like, oh, you're, you're rubbish, you're oh, slept with your mum. Your, your mum got, like, got like, cooked. Like foreign ones, like French and Italian insults, are really like medieval, aren't they? Yeah, like, yeah. your mother sleeps with the shrews of the forbidden <laughs> forest. That's something like that. The shrews of the forbidden Isn't that what, isn't that what he said? Dan said to it like that, isn't it? Your mum sleeps with the souls of dead cows or something Yeah, it was like something like that. that. <laughs> so the Bradford equivalent of it, Osborne would be saying, your mum sleeps with farmers on Dales up on Thilkley <laughs> Moor. Well, I quite like those medieval, like, uh, yeah. insults. If you want to contact us here on Bantam's Banter, there are many ways to do so. You can email bantamsbanter at live.co.uk. You can visit our website www.tomandomshow.co.uk. Or you can get in touch with us via the official message board on the Bradford City FC website. So two tough away games coming up, Dom. Yeah. And they are going to be tough. Northampton, who are 17th, only two places above us, it's going to be a toughie. Uh, um, that's on this coming Saturday, whenever you're listening. And Rotherham as well, we're playing a Tuesday night away, and they're fifth at the moment. And also, they've got Adam Lafondre, who's probably the best centre forward in the world. <laughs> He's the best centre forward in like three mm. leagues outside Premier League. Oh, definitely. He's got seven goals. And then also, let's not forget about Richard Creswell, they've got as well. I mean, who's our best striker? James Hansen. <laughs> Or Jake Spate. Yeah, Gareth Evans. I mean, it's all kind of average sort of sort of style. Um, let's talk about Northampton first. We're playing them next. The one thing I noticed about Bradford City, uh, the average time we concede a goal is in the first 30 minutes. This is what this is off the stats I've got off the website. Now, the average time, the most goals scored by Northampton have been in the 30, first 30 minutes of a game. So we're definitely going to concede against Northampton in the first 30 minutes. I'd put a bet on that. Bear in mind, Northampton beat Liverpool recently. Yeah, as well. They had a brilliant, brilliant result. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. <laughs> we have 2-1. I think I hope this could be edited out. Um, so if they're on a decent run as it is, they are scoring a lot of goals though. The top goal scorer has only got two goals. Uh, Mr. Thornton is called. Um, but yeah, I mean, average side, a bit like us. They're going through a bit of a dra- drab spell, not scoring many goals. It's got a draw written all over it in my eyes. No, I think we win it. I, I mean, I feel so. I know that the Gillingham game, it wasn't that. We weren't that great. We won it. Yeah. But it was like uh, the win against, was it Stevenage? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, we won, but we weren't that great. Mm. But I feel I feel a bit more positive now. I think that a win is what we needed. I mean, how many goals have we scored now? Four? Yeah, scored something four like that. Four goals all season. It's four separate scores. Adam Lafondre personally has scored more than our whole team. But... I think it's a bit, there's a bit of a spark now, isn't there? After, after that I th- game. I think, we'll beat, uh, I think we'll beat Northampton again. Uh, uh, not again, but I think it'll be another one nil. Mm. Uh, as for Rotherham, then let's have a look at that. Rotherham have won four this season. They're doing pretty well. Uh, they're beating Barnet 4-1. Biggest victory of the season. That's yeah. a bit, you know, 
Barnet a good side as well. Uh, they again they conceded goals uh, early on. Thirty-seven minutes is about average for theirs. So getting early, getting uh, we, early. We've got a younger squad than them though. Their average age twenty-five, as is twenty-four. Hmm, interesting, Dom. So do you think uh, we printed some stats off this week? <laughs> <laughs> Are we getting this off the top of our head? <laughs> uh, they have failed to score in a couple of games, though, same as us. Yeah. I think uh, it's going to be a tough game on a Tuesday night at Rotherham. Very tough atmosphere. And they're playing that weird pitch. Have you been to that pitch? Uh, it's the like Don a, Valley Stadium. Yeah, really random, uh, I've never it? been. I've been to Rotherham's old ground, and I quite liked it. You'd be a bit old-fashioned and all that. Homely. And now they're just playing like a, in the middle of a running track. I always think teams that play in the middle of running tracks, it just looks weird. Like, I hate to say it, Park Avenue, they play in the middle of a running track. You don't feel right, does it? You don't feel like you're close to the action. No, I know, you're exactly... Feels, it feels like they're playing about 10 miles away. Mm. <laughs> Could be Although, at home. Luke O'Brien's got a belter there, didn't he? Oh, he did, yeah, cracking Absolute goal. Yeah. We did speak to him about it on an interview. Uh, now, let's, talk, let's get back to Gillingham and the goal. Oh. A miraculous oh. goal. Everyone was so excited. There was glory in the ground. But the problem was, yeah. me and Tom got a little bit too excited. Yeah. And during the goal celebration... I went crazy. We both went crazy. Tom was hugging me, kissing I would, me. I just dived on Dom. But we brought the recorder yeah, essentially. during the celebration. So this is what the clip sounds like. <laughs> I, think that's really, I think that's a really good clip, actually. So that's it. We'll have it again. We'll have it again. You can imagine that going on for a bit longer. Yeah, here it is. Went on like that for five minutes. Yeah, it did. Um, don't worry, we do have a full roundup of the goal. Yeah. Uh, that'll be coming up right at the very end of the show. But all that's left for us now is to say good luck to the mighty banters. Yes, come on. And make sure you download Banters Banter number six. Hopefully, we'll be speaking to John Hendry and Lee Hendry. So it'll be the Hendry show. It will. Uh, thank you for listening to this one. We do appreciate it. And we love it when you get in touch. The more you do, the fans, when you get in touch with us, the more we can put out there on the podcast. Uh, so thank you very much. Yeah, thanks very much for listening. Don't. Forget those competitions. No. If you want to get in touch with us about Bantermind, if you want to take on the mighty Mike Harrison and knock him off his pedestal, because if you knock him off, he won't be back next week. No, he won't. And then you take his place on yeah. the championship. It's like countdown. Oh. If you're a champion, that's where you stay. It's a so, brilliant idea. Mike, get revising. Listeners, come on, get in touch with us. Bantam's banter at live.co.uk. Or you can find us on Twitter. You can even contact us through the Bradford's, uh, the Bantam's banter website, www.tomanddomshow.co.uk. Which is currently being updated by the wonderful Adam Hempton. Yes, very Adam, thank you. We appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, Golden Nugget, Bantam touch, Nugget. Got in touch with us via Twitter. Bantam Nugget, yeah, get in touch with us via those same addresses If with your seat details if you want us to, to give you a prize. Yeah. That's right. Well, thank you very much for listening to Bantam's Banter. We've had a wonderful time interviews with Zesh Raymond, um, Gareth, whatever you were called, James Hansen. <laughs> But it's been brilliant. Thank you for listening Thank to Bantam's Banter. I've been Dom. I've been Tom. And we've been Bradford City fans. Cheers, blokes. And women, hopefully. <laughs> oh, it's 1-0 to the mighty Bantam versus Gillingham. Get in there. Williams with an absolutely belting header. Absolutely quality looping ball by Docker to into the box. And Williams, what did I say? I said, I told you in a cracking game in it. Absolutely quality. We were going crazy, me and Dom. And I think Dom's where his pants. It's just... Oh, oh nearly 2-0. Evans there, the Evans injury. and Hendry licking, linking up together. Linking, linking, licking each other. Playing really well. Come on, boys! This is an excellent finish to the game. All those fans who have left as well, you big gutted. Yes, get her there, City. Yes, come on, get him. The fans are going crazy. Come on, fucking yes. Uh, screw you, Custard Head. 
If you want to contact us here on Bantam's Banter, there are many ways to do so. You can email bantamsbanter at live.co.uk. You can visit our website www.tomanddomshow.co.uk. Or you can get in touch with us via the official message board on the Bradford City FC website. 